Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Lightning Assault Newsphere podcast. Uh, today, we're rolling on the, the same theme as last week, and we're going to hit up a bit of a wish list for the 9th edition codex for those armies that still don't have their codex just yet. Um, I am Nathan, aka the Mazer, looking after the meadery. And with me today, I have James, aka the Mad Magos, and we have Dan, aka Little Willy. <laughs> Might have to change that for future. Who knows? Maybe it's fine. Um, It'll never change. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, James, never. do you want to you wanna introduce yourself? And, and shout out to people where they can find you. Yes, and so find me, the Magnegos, on Instagram and hopefully on the links below by your Fiverr. Basically, for all of you fishing paint needs from anything from Warhammer to Bolt action to fancy and everything in between, to terrain, as probably seen on the podcast. Yeah, so just give me a link up on. Instagram or on my Fiverr. Yeah, thank you. And you can see that Fiverr link on the uh, on the overlay below, just below our uh, Discord and Patreon sections. Um, for the Meadery, you can find us at um, facebook.com forward slash lightning assault Meadery, um, and on our actual website, you can find us at lightning assault Um If you would like to join our Discord, you can see the link below. It's uh, again just called Lightning Assault. Uh, there's some areas where you can uh, join some channels to discuss live battle reports and whatnot, painting, rules, all sorts of stuff like that. We also have a Patreon, which we've started uh, last week, which has got a reasonably cheap entry-level tier, and that's the only tier that's available at the moment. Um, obviously, if you subscribe to it, it will help us carry on doing what we're doing, help us upgrade some of our cameras and some of our equipment and make some of our stuff a little bit higher quality than at present. Um and if you do subscribe, then you'll get to um, have a, a custom custom role on the Discord server. Uh, Dan, do you have any socials you want people to be able to find you on? I don't want people to find <laughs> nobody. No, no. Uh, fair enough. Just a heads up. Um, uh, James is 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 doing some 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 serious moving right now, so he's uh, on a bit of a sketchy connection. So he might be might dip in and out, but he'll still be with us for the general talking points um, yeah, today. Apologize, guys. Take yeah, it's all good. Today we uh, are... Oh, yeah, carry on. Just quickly, Nathan, uh, do we want to head up our, our other patron, shall we say, Dice Cavern Games? Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, I always forget. I don't know why. He's on the intro. I should remember to talk to him about him a little bit more. Yeah, um, so uh, the <laughs> shop that we play at is called Dice Cavern Games. You can find him at DiceCavernGames.com. Steve runs the shop. Uh, we go there to play Warhammer, people play Bolt Action, Age of Sigmar, Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh and whatnot. Um, and if you go onto his website, you can buy Warhammer stuff for 10% off um, and also in store as well. Um, and obviously we're running our Escalation League at the moment, so you can see some of our players playing that. Um, in that similar vein, um, our Escalation League is still going on. Everyone's played that first 500 point round. Uh, how did you guys do? Dad. Yeah, uh, I did. I did about as well as I could have done. I think in my matchup, so I'm oh, playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing Adeptus Custodes, and I was unfortunate to match up against a very good player in our on our area, Henry, who plays uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. So it was a pretty painful game. Um, I think the end score was something like sixty to thirty. Um, so I was just, he, he lucked out on some, uh, some shooting and managed to take out my, uh, captain on Dawn Eagle jet bike very early on, which was unfortunate. So he went, he went downhill from there because I just didn't have the, the bodies, but it was, it was good. It was a fun experience. 
yeah, so I played Bob, so I'm playing Blood Angels uh, for the tournament. Um, got a matchup against Rob, who was playing Salamanders. Um, it was it was a good game. It was interesting. Uh, John was there to kind of provide some helpful tips and advice to both sides. Uh, I, however, was doing. I think it was fairly even up until around about turn three. I did make some early mistakes, like a holding back the play. Oh, I think the uh, the mobile signals lost him. We might have to come back to him in a second. Um, aside from the escalation yeah. league, how how how's people doing with the the hobby as a whole at the moment? Any any interesting things going on this week for for painting for you, Dan? For me, well, uh, I've generously donated my airbrush to you, <laughs> so I won't be I won't be doing any uh, large scale painting. But in terms of painting, I, I think I just need to crack on with my my studies for the for the leagues. That's what I'm doing. Besides that, not much. Yeah, I've just finished building my bee snaggers, and thanks to the the generous donation from the Merchants Guild. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. And we lost him again. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, batch painting the crap out of my Space Marines now that Dan's loaned me the airbrush. Uh, and it does feel like magic. It feels uh, like dark art, like it's it's cheating, but my God, it's addictive. Um, and it's just such a quality of life improvement. For a 75 quid kit, being able to batch paint and create such quality paint is just unbeatable, to be honest. I would encourage... I was terrified. I had mentioned to Dan I was terrified about um, airbrushes. But after using it, like getting the hang of it within what a half an hour, it just changes everything. Yeah, it's it's not that bad to pick up. Um, if you got someone else, you know, friends nearby that have one, ask them to to show you the, you know, get you started, show you the the basics, and it'll it'll go pretty quick. It's it's not that threatening. Yeah. It's it's not as scary as it once looks. Like I've already smashed out some base coats on about twenty five marines in the last twenty five minutes before the podcast. So yeah, it's, uh, nice. It's all good. That's anyway, good. moving on to the actual meat and potatoes. Um, we're talking I Imperial like Knights today. <laughs> Speaking of potatoes, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about yeah. Imperial Knights. Yeah. Um, so, talking ninth edition codex uh, predictions, wish lists, expectations, uh, where we'd like to see them go, um, just to give a sort of overview of Imperial Knights at the moment as a whole. Um, for the last week's uh, competitive events for ITCs and GTs, they have about a fifty percent win rate, which surprised me. Um, but overall, their win rate from the last six months, I think, is about forty-six percent, just over forty-six percent. Got to be a fluke, man. Fifty. Yeah, it did seem right. really oh. weird when I saw that. I was like, then they're, they're not that good. That Either puts that them on the same just... league as like Imperial Guard, which just seems very odd. Yeah. I think maybe the meta just moved so fast past them that people are just getting caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're on a similar win percentage as like Marines, Necrons. Um, that kind of thing. So, to be fair, there were only two players who were playing them, which is, and they they won f half of their ten games. There was only ten games where Imperial Knights played, and they won five. So that's that's their fifty percent win rate. So they have such low quality, low quantity of players, rather. Yeah. 
um, it's it's difficult to get a decent solid win rate for him. Um, yeah, I, I think you can't you can't go off like exactly, two yeah. people playing. It's not <laughs> enough data, so, and from no. our our I think that's the real data experience. It's been yeah, like you've played Chaos Knights. I've played Chaos Knights. Um, John's played Imperial Knights, and all of us have just not had a good time. It's it's a very peculiar army and an even more peculiar playstyle. Yes, yeah, it's um, it kind of loses hard to some very specific lists as well. Um, and yeah, it, yeah. they're kind of in this situation because of the last year. Was it last year? Fuck, I don't remember. It might have been the year before when there was the list, the loyal thirty-two. That was and the, a long time ago. That was yeah. like two, three years ago, maybe. It was um, was it was soon after their codex got released. So yes, it was halfway through eighth edition, wasn't it? It was when that guy ran um, Katachan and a and a knight Castellan. And yeah, it was like the Castellan, you know. Seven zeroed some GT or other, and it was just disgusting. Um, and ever since that, they got nerfed and they've never really recovered. And then ninth came out, and they just fell behind even further because of the the play style of ninth. Um, yeah, I think um, the nerfs were severe, but I don't think they were as as bad. I think it's just the the gameplay and the just the game itself kind of advanced from yes. that point yeah and the ninth edition is a completely different game almost in terms of how the um how the missions are played how the objectives are played and knights just do not fit in no that that sort of holding objectives play style yeah and they unlike sigma where the giants have obsec counters five and obsec counts as ten Imperial Knights have no access to anything like that, whereas Chaos Knights have one Warlord trait, is it? Yeah, it's just a Warlord trait. And is it counts as like 10 or 15 or something? It counts as 10, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a crutch, but if you get touched by two squads of Cadians, that's that's you. It's, um, it's an odd one, right? Yeah. Especially, I find it very strange... Especially on the chaos side, because they're meant to be obviously um, the imperial knights are meant to be more on the shooty side of yes. things. Yeah, they of course have the same options pretty much, um, but chaos have a lot more things that push him towards melee rather than uh, rather than shooting. And it's odd because they they lack the uh, the invuln and melee stratagem that imperial knights have. Oh really? I did not know that. Yeah, they don't actually get the um, the melee invuln. Pretty they... pretty certain of it. Do they also not get the um, the relic that gives them an invuln in both shooting and melee? No, oh, I'm pretty weird. sure that's a thing they do not get, and it's it's really frustrating. Because ah. the army kind of wants to go fast, right? Yeah. Your your best kind of um, your best houses and stuff like that are all focused on going hard on melee, right? Yeah, that is odd. Because when I was building the Imperial Knights list for next Thursday, um, I added the relic that gives him an invuln in both shooting and melee. But I thought chaos. I thought chaos knights and Imperial Knights were vaguely similar, but just different in terms of like loadouts and things. But Apparently yeah, not. no, no. So uh, in terms of loadouts, Chaos Knights can do a couple of things that um, Imperial Knights can't. Yeah. Um, 
So while Imperial Knights have uh, different knights for the different loadouts, so you got your Knight Warden that always has a thermal cannon. You know, you got your your paladins and your uh, forgot what the other ones are called. Uh, all the all the different variants for the different loadouts. Yeah, Chaos just has um, a chassis, a, a chassis that you put stuff on. Which and I prefer. Some... Yeah, but they've changed it in ninth edition. So doubling up on weapons, which is the one thing that Chaos Knights could do that Imperials can't, costs more points now. Yeah, which, which seems is marginal. It, it was annoying. Like, uh, that was the one cool thing that came out towards... Because Chaos Knights got their codex very late in in 8th edition. Uh, but the one cool thing that they could do, and what saw play from like just a broad knight's view of things, uh, Chaos Knights saw a bit more play towards the end of 8th because they could double up on, on weapons. So people used to run like... Um, triple knight despoilers and each knight had two thermal cannons oh yeah that was amazing cheap. and that was pretty cool uh, but now it's it's not it's not worth the points anymore no? at least i don't think it's worth the points because um, thermal cannons went up in cost anyway oh okay and then you have to pay even more to uh to double up on them so that is a bit weird um one of my obviously my one of my first points that I was gonna was mentioned was I don't know whether anyone so just to give everyone a bit of sort of background Dan is our sort of to us he's our resident knight expert he is an a, a, a aficionado and a, a fine fine sampler of the the chaos and imperial knight variety so he he plays them he knows a lot more about them than we do and he has a, a better idea of the way things would improve the way that they function at the moment so a lot of the stuff that we'll discuss me and james will be throwing stuff out there that is sort of an amateur's perspective on these things but dan will be able to give a little bit more of a a realistic overview of the things that we suggest or the things that he thinks will will sort of improve quality of life at the moment um, absolutely i will absolutely pretend i know everything about <laughs> yeah. nights so, yep so the first thing, the first thing I was going to mention, we've mentioned it a million times before in conversation, is give all knights uh, the same rule as the giants in Sigmar, so they all have some form of quantity of obsec. So, baby knights have obsec five. Um, is it um, desecrator class um, have ten and dominus class? Is it dominus have fifteen? Uh they are it's not it's not uh dominus are the big boys yeah so not dominus would be what is it uh the what's it called castellan the big shooting one the yeah. castellan and it's it's uh it's twin brother Harpoon with the brethren. big flamer yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah what are the thoughts on on the obsec 5 10 15 um i think 15 is too much yeah uh, I wouldn't again because I, I want. I, I love knights. Uh, they're probably my favorite faction in the whole game, uh, and I'm very aware that they are in an. They are in an awkward spot, not because of um, the current balance, but it's just how they fit in 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 the game. They're such a a skew army, as we call them. Um, so some armies can deal with them, and they deal with them very easily. Some armies can't, and they get absolutely stomped. 
Um, so that they're in a very weird spot. I think that's good. I think the game needs armies that play completely differently. Yeah. Um, as 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 cool as some armies are, the, a lot of armies have very similar play styles, right? You you either have your really fast, very aggressive melee armies that hit very hard, then you have your extremely good shooty armies, and that's kind of it. And I think we need those armies that just do stuff very differently. That's what I was hoping for the Thousand Suns and Grey Knights changes for their codexes to be just big overhauls on the psychic phase to a really have more, those yeah. armies that have a really cool psychic phase and they do everything in the psychic phase, but it doesn't feel like that's what, what they're doing. Yeah. They just said, all your units get to cast powers. Here's nine powers that you're probably only going to cast two or three of that cost exponentially more because reasons. Um, yeah. it was They were weird codexes. Like me and you said earlier privately, it doesn't feel like they put as much effort into those codexes as the others. Yeah, God, that's a, that's a, another idea for a podcast. Yeah. Dan rant about psychic powers. For <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan also plays uh, Thousand. Uh, well, used to play Thousand Suns. Used in case, to play Thousand Suns. In case yeah. anyone didn't uh, notice the the guttural response in the back of his voice. Um, yeah, just psychic faces scoffed is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so. Obsec thing is something they need, but details are a finer detail to balance. I think, basically, yeah, I think it's. I don't. Um. So what? What? Before I started ranting, I think my point was, um, I don't think they should get. I'm not sure because I want to keep knights relatively balanced, right? I don't want them to be super powerful yeah. again, where people cry about knights being busted i think obsec is a very good start so that would help the army tremendous but i don't know if it would be worth something like for the sake of of balance um is maybe make that cost points so you know how armies at the moment so like every army that comes out now their headquarters are getting a, an upgrade yeah right? so like you, chapter master. you spend some, yeah yeah like chapter master that kind of stuff um so maybe something like that and that would give them um, a, a, an obsec. Yeah. Alternatively, I was thinking maybe just the little knights get obsec. Um, is there the, the little knights are meant to be the the, the, the scouts, you know, the, the, the peasants, the, yeah. the lower lower rank of the of the the households. Yeah. So maybe they could be the yeah, the, the peasants that go out and and capture the points. Yeah. That could be a thing. And it's more valuable as a knight player to have two helverins sat at the back holding objectives with obsec and two war dogs, war dogs, not war dogs, sorry, what they called? War glaives. Um, war glaives um holding sort of mid objectives on the flanks uh with a little bit yeah, of obsec and have your big boys actually doing the, the fighting yeah because one thing that people i think don't don't quite um at least i think newer players tonight don't fully use and understand uh and take advantage of is just how big the knight's bases are yeah so sure they don't have obstacle but if you position yourself right on the objective it's very hard for the opponent to take it off you right because you just kind of block a, a vast chunk of it with yeah. your base if they want it, um, they got so to blow you to bits off of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's um, f I think for the big knights, yes, it would be f cool for them to get obsec. Again, maybe as an upgrade, maybe it's something they need to spend extra points on. Um, but I think that little knights, at least the little knights, um, 
should get upset because the other thing is of course the big knights are much harder to take down yeah. right you give you give a big knight obsec with 10 models like unless your army is hella focused on um on killing knights or is really good in melee which a lot of the armies are at the moment yeah um it's, it's hard to take a, a big knight off a off a point but but the little knights could do with the um with an opsec of sorts maybe five uh i don't think 10 is is a bit too much for a yeah. little knight it's a reasonable quality of life improvement um yeah next thing up was um how how uh, i know one of the issues i had when i was playing knights was the sort of slight unreliability to hit um weapon <laughs> skill and ballistic skill three plus is fine-ish um i think because i was playing against space marine players so prolifically it felt very frustrating not having re-rolls um but i don't know how i feel about it at the moment i'm not sure whether knight should have re like a let's say you uh, you pick a, a warlord who's your main 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 warlord and he can provide re-rolls in an aura of six inches something like that i don't know yeah um it's an interesting idea as like i said i was i was looking at your notes um i think a, a reroll aura is really awkward for knights yeah because they have such big models and you uh and not many of them so you want to kind of spread, spread out um you wouldn't want to keep your nope. your knights in a, in a clump uh-huh. um it's it's one of those things i think that's always been the knight thing right it's because you have such low model count whiffing is it's so much more painful than yeah. other armies like you whiff a charge with one knight which <laughs> apparently is a, is a thing for us it's a curse um, for the entire play yeah. group yeah that's it you miss a charge with the, uh, the knight that's a quarter of your army that's missed a charge that you're screwed at that point yeah uh that that will make or break a game um so i think it's it's a tough one um I don't know if rerolls are necessarily the right way to go. No, I'm I'm kind of like in two minds about rerolls in general. Uh, yes, the the reliability is nice, but lots of rerolls just drag the game on a bit too yeah. too much um, sometimes. And yeah, it's just some armies become way too way too efficient. Uh, you know, especially like I was saying, I was playing uh, against Admech and all of a sudden his entire arm, well, not his entire army, but his main shooting part of his army is uh, on a two-up ballistic skill, re-rolling, re-rolling once to hit, re-rolling once to wound, wounds are five. Uh, Auto wounds five uh, yeah, and yeah, AP yeah, one. Auto, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it becomes silly where like it just nothing, nothing ever whiffs, right? Yeah. I think for knights, instead of re-roll, I think I'd rather them go down to at least the big knights, right? I think it would be okay for the big knights to go to weapon and ballistic skill two. Yeah. No they, rerolls, but just go to two. They just don't have that many shots for it to matter for if they were had improved ballistic skill, would it? And to me, when you get a knight in melee, he should not be hitting the same as an orc. That just seems bizarre. Yeah, I mean, me. um, in in melee, they got the, the sort of volume of, of hits. Yeah. You got the melee specific knights, right? So, um, 
was it Knight Crusader, Crusader I think yeah. is for the Imperials, and then the Chaos Chaos variant. So yeah. Knight Despoiler with double melee weapons, or Knight Rampager, I believe that one has yes. uh, has the the same the same rule. Those are weapon skill too. Really? Yeah, yeah. So the the melee focused knights, so the double double melee knights, are weapon skill ah, too. Okay, fair enough. And also, if you play Crast, I think, as Imperial Knights, you get full rerolls to hit in melee when you charge. Yeah, I think it's on the on the charge. Yeah, so that's that's a, a, a sort of it, it does exist, but just not for shooting. I don't think. I think you have to take either a wall or tree yeah. or a relic on a knight to get some reroll ones to hit just for one knight. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Imperials have a little bit of rerolls on the shooting. Yeah. So more more than chaos. Chaos has a like. A little bit, but not much at all. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's like re-rolling one one die per per shooting face stuff like that. It's not, yeah. not much. Um, every new ninth edition codex has faction specific secondaries, which for the most part are basically worked towards what something the army does specifically so for orcs it's killing stuffing melee for thousand sons it's doing more mortal wounds in the psychic phase for death guard it's it's you know diseasing people um night specific secondaries where do we see these what how how do you reckon that the secondaries will be produced for knights what would be a decent obviously there's going to be a sort of four there's usually four Two of them are garbage. One of them's okay, and one of them's usually quite yeah. good. So it's it's an odd one, right? So I like this theme of the Imperial Knights being more of um, sort of mid-range or long-range army, right? Where it focuses on more firepower rather than melee. So um, it would be cool, maybe the if the the Imperials have something on the, on the shooting thing. So like um, I don't know, blowing up more vehicles than yeah. your opponent something like that yeah that was I think one thing be... i had down yeah i think oh right yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah something like that would be cool um maybe um maybe for for both of them something like uh again along the 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 nightly theme in jousting something like uh destroying other titanic units or something like Inglorious that glorious melee oh. combat yeah, that kind of stuff would be cool. Yeah, and then uh, for chaos, dude, for chaos, I want one that just you get points for stomping things. Oh, I think that should be. <laughs> yeah, I just want, I just want one that just you get points for stomping infantry, so killing stuff with the Titanic, Titanic feet. feet. That'd yeah. be pretty dope. <laughs> like uh, five points for every ten model, ten infantry killed with feet something like that or like um if you if you destroy an entire unit you get like three points or something yeah. like that so if you, if you kill a unit with a stomp you get points that'd be yeah. pretty sick that that sounds reasonable to me because then it's it also stops people from just throwing bodies at a knight to bad touch it yeah exactly i mean that's that's another thing that knights have an issue with right is for them being such mighty engines of destructions, they kind of suck shit in melee. If, <laughs> yeah. if, 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 uh, if the opponent like gets to charge on you, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, when we're playing on Thursday. That's going to be a big, big contention. Yeah. Is who who, who gets charges to first? charge yeah. first? Yeah. Because we're both um, playing knights. Yeah. <laughs> we're both playing quite sort of melee orientated knights. It's all going to be down to 
who rolls those i don't think we'll even get saves will we no i mean you might depending on what the warlord traits i only give uh, one of my knights like a, a an inborn in melee a five up inborn in melee yeah. the rest got, are just um yeah you have oh you're running a, a lancer lancer yeah with the Forge World Knight, uh, Serastus, was it Serastus yeah. Knight Lancer or whatever? Uh, yeah, so he has an innate melee, a four-up inborn in melee, yeah. I believe. Don't know if it, they changed. I haven't looked at the the Lancer in a long time. Yeah, I think it's either a four or a five-up in, in melee, yeah. And then I've given uh, him... He's, um, beast. he's obviously crashed Warlord traits, so he gets extra attacks, I think, because I felt like extra attacks was more important to one-shot a knight in melee. Uh, yeah i agree i agree it's gonna be a quick game it's gonna be interesting it'll be hilarious i think the one of Knights the armies die. is gonna just steam ahead i think it'll all it will be living living dying by singular dice rolls it will be it will be very very cutthroat yeah, yeah. it'll be uh whiffs are gonna be very painful yeah spikes are gonna be awesome uh yeah it'll be interesting yeah. um so the next thing i wanted to jump onto was um at the moment, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe knights have any um, rules specific for certain chaos gods. Uh, of yeah, you. T uh, no, no, they don't. Yeah, so I, I know. Thinking, I know. We yeah, pre like no, before the, before um, we started this podcast. Uh, Dan said I, I looked at all of your points and I uh, disagree with a lot of them, which is fair enough. Um, I'm not yeah. the expert here, but one of the things I did want to to sort of briefly touch on was, would it be cool, not necessarily competitively, but perhaps for those fluffy among us, to allow yeah. Chaos Knights to choose an allegiance similar to um, like the how Chaos, Chaos, yeah, yeah so you can chaos have certain, marine, yeah, certain Marines that um, choose a choose a Chaos God and it gives them bonuses or whatever. Uh, I think that would be cool. Uh, I think that would be interesting to do like almost again just like uh chaos space marines have where it's like an army wide thing yeah so it's another little bonus for depending on what god you choose allegiance to um but it's gonna be i don't know it's gonna be tough to balance because yeah. the <laughs> to be honest the the household's um bonuses are not that amazing no so giving something even less powerful, it's just like, because eh? currently they have stratagems uh, that are sort of there's one for each god, yeah, which are pretty shit. Um, they they don't really do much. So it's like, was it um, was it the cornet target, right? So the the corn one is basically once per game. So at the start of the game, you choose this cornet target, right? And then once per game, that thing can't, like, you ignore in its invuln saves. Right. Which is like, okay, that's... In that's melee great. or just in everything? <laughs> I think it's only melee. Right? It's, <laughs> it, it's not that great. Okay. And it's like a once per game thing. So, yeah. like, A, you have to choose your target beforehand. Oh, so then before you even get means... into melee with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's you have to, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure you have to choose it beforehand, uh, and it's just like why? It's just a big why. Corn's not allowed to be good. It's the law. It's the law. Yeah, apparently, so. 
Yeah, no. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. It would be cool to have them a bit more... Because there's two, like, just how the Imperial Knights have the more uh, Adeptus Mechanicus-focused... Uh, yeah, Imperial, yeah. ...houses, and then the Imperial houses. Chaos have that kind of as well. So you got the houses that are the more demonic ones. Yeah. And then you got the more just... I, I don't even know how to refer to them. The... They're big dicks, right? Yeah. And they're just chaos for the <laughs> for the sake of chaos. So um, it'll be cool, maybe for the the more chaos like demonic ones. They're a bit more aligned to to the chaos gods. It will be interesting. It'll yeah. be interesting. They also have quite a lot of. I know most codexes have their bad strats, but they do have a tremendous amount of just dead weight stratagems. They do, they do, and I think a lot of them are stuff that are just leftovers from Eighth Edition. Yeah. Some of some of the some of the stratagems were just shoehorns to help with um, certain things, like uh, was it like something like devastating reach, right? That was just the way of like Games Workshop fixing the issue of knights not being able to uh, to go up buildings oh so that yeah. was that basically that strategy means that you can charge things that are like on on ledges and stuff and you're in melee range with them for that turn because it's a strategy okay you can basically melee with stuff that is like what is it i think it's uh two inches horizontally and six inches vertically counters uh, you being in melee combat with them six inches vertically is only one more inch than the current five inch vertical engagement yeah that's what i mean so these are just weird leftovers yeah. from like uh, eighth edition so i assume uh, that will either disappear because we've already got one inch engagement horizontal and five inch vertical or they'll increase yeah. it to like 10 inches I or think, something i, don't I know. think that i think the entire rule is really dumb for titanic units like you put a bunch of dudes on a building and you put more towering in front of them his scythe is literally touching the enemy model on top of the yeah. building, right? But um, no, 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 you can't, you can't melee. They're not touching bases, so I think that that's a weird, like, just weird dissonance between like what's on the tabletop and the rules. Yeah, I think that's just probably something they can just well, perhaps in general as a passive, like an army rule, they'll just give knights a ten inch or whatever their height is engagement range instead of the standard yeah. five that'd be cool that'd be cool i don't want I mean, it to it be isn't... a strat it shouldn't be a strat no it shouldn't no. again it was just this really weird shoehorn rule in just to fix um an oversight on the the base yeah. basic rules well, was... couldn't it just oh guys couldn't James it just lives. simply be the five inches from the top of the actual night model but um, mm, mm, that's difficult so any, because people could any, fuck with in the theory model. you would just say anything within from the base to the top of the night plus five inches because bearing in mind that the various knights have a quite have quite some difference between them yeah so the standard knight against like the forge world ones you know they've got to be at least two or three inches taller anyway yeah so know. if you say anything from the base to the top of the night plus five inches and say two inches deep. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't think the, the height matters as much. It's more on the fact that 
because they're not touching base. Yeah, you can't do melee yeah. combat. So, um, I was just thinking for more yeah. for the more larger terrain pieces, like for example Nathan's whatever it is with the oh, crane, yeah. the giant. So if you if you have a guy sitting on the top of that, then surely the knight, being as tall as it is, should be able to really engage models that's on the top, as long as like. Dan says they're they're on the ledge, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a weird. I think at that point you get into very like specific, um, yeah, sp- specific like details on, um, on the sort of range of of attacks and stuff like that. But yeah, I think anything to help them actually kind of engage. So, like Nathan said, it should probably be a, an army wide rule. Yeah, that yeah. they can have a slightly high or. Well, you know, slightly more um, vertical. Yeah. Um, James, did you... I think we talked about it in the past. Was there a model or a stratagem or something? There was something weird that allowed a vehicle to ignore... Or maybe we we, we wishlisted it, where it ignored a wall. Yeah. And it could go through it. Is that something that, that exists? More of a... So... The the nearest rule I can think of is actually Admech. So what we encountered the other day. Um, so the destroyers are tracked vehicles. Ah uh, yes. Well, they they are they're able to move through and interact yeah. with infantry in the same way through buildings. And I think that should certainly apply to knights. I mean, I get the whole, you know, if a Lehman Rush can climb over a wall, if it can go so many inches and advance so many inches over a four-inch wall, it's less than an inch thick. Yeah. I mean, to me, again, it's like Dan said earlier, it's kind of that translation from what's on the tabletop to what the rules say. And I think, you know, this would be something that they need to do as an FAQ to the actual rules itself. But inherently vehicles and building interactions are completely broken in my opinion of course limited as it is um like you say a lehman rush shouldn't have to drive over a four inch wall less than an inch thick it would just simply smash through it yeah it's one of those um i I wouldn't comment too much on on the terrain rules personally. Yeah. I know in Sigma, um, it, it gets it gets weird because yeah. at that point you can go, oh well, in that case, I don't know my my tank goes through this building, and makes a hole through it, and then all my stuff can pour through that hole. You can get you can get pretty advanced, and as cool as that would be to have a a knight, I don't have a stratagem to punch through a wall and tear through a building. Um, well, surely, I think that's surely that would just goes weird at that point. Uh, Especially if there's units already on there. Turn around and say the building no longer has the keywords. It is now just difficult terrain. Yeah. So how Sigma does this? So Sigma um, is has gone real heavy on monsters, which are Mm -hmm. like your guys riding dragons and these Titanic units, Um, and they have like a, a a phase for monsters, and once per 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 round. Only one of your monsters out of your entire army, so you can't deal with each of the monsters you have. Um, they right. can perform a monstrous action. And yep. there's like Titanic Duel where the monster fights another monster good. 
There's uh, raw, which is like negative to leadership or negative to hit against enemy units. There's um, a bunch of other stuff. And one of the monstrous things that you can do is you select a terrain piece within three inches and the terrain piece doesn't get destroyed, but you remove all the keywords for it until yeah, the end of the game. What I, so what I just said then. Yeah. But you would have to keep it as simple as humanly possible. Oh, of course. Well, that's what I was saying. You would just change it from breachable, defensible, and all that nonsense. And delete them. Which, let's be honest, <laughs> does everybody remember how many times have you played a game where somebody said, oh, I'll set to defend? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah. Exactly. De defensible is, is is one of those cute ideas that nobody, yeah. Nobody but does. if you go to a tournament, by God, they'll fucking use it against you. Oh, of course, yeah. Which is which is fair enough. But again, this kind of so this blends into the whole. And I'm sorry because I know I keep going off on tangents like I did last week, but this kind of blends into the whole ethos of three separate games in one which I genuinely think Games Workshop got right. So you have the competitive play style with a specific set of rules. And then narrative, which is a little bit less restrictive. And then you have the open play, which is, you know, that is much like a, a online sandbox RPG. You just do what the hell you yeah. want. And I do like that, and I think that needs to remain. And maybe it's the rules that we're, we're referencing here is full somewhere in between those domains narrative yeah maybe um i mean bringing it back to knights and like i say the whole interaction um i just don't think knights should be penalized for attacking units that are in terrain yeah and on a similar vein knights also yeah. get absolutely zero benefit from any terrain but they so do hence why, all the hence why nobody should get any benefits against them especially uh, fair enough in ranged shooting and combat maybe you can have a strat that completely ignores the terrain um but i think once you start getting into close combat then yeah i mean the reality is bad enough if we had to go against the space marine jesus yeah one but if you've got a, if you're a squad of 10 guardsmen you you've got a knight facing you down you know you're fucked I don't know what Dan's yeah. opinion on the terrain thing is. The terrain as in um, like obscuring, dense, heavy versus knights and knights dealing with units that are benefiting from it. It's it's a tricky one, right? Because knights, again, back to the point of knights being a skew army, right? They're such a, a bizarre army in terms of what they can and can't do on the tabletop that some rules screw them over more than others. Yeah. So... Obviously, terrain in ninth edition was a big one. Um, I think they changed it a little bit so they can still hide behind buildings now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yes, yeah. If you can't physically um, see them, they do get obscuring. Yeah. So yeah. stuff like that, <laughs> uh, which is nice. Right? Just, yeah. Just hiding behind a building, it's cool. Ready to stomp on your head. Uh, so it's a tricky one. Um, I'm on the belief, and I'm probably in the minority, I don't know. I don't think knights are too poorly balanced. I think they need a few tweaks. Yeah, they're on the um, cusp of being 50-50. Yeah, I think, I think they are 
they need a few tweaks. I think the real the real tweaks that they need are, I think, like we said, uh, maybe a easy way to get obsec. Not sure if army wide obsec is the right right choice. Yeah. But certainly, at least on the small knights, I think yeah. they could do with the with yeah off spec. Totally uh, um, and uh, again, maybe just something to help them with with the consistency, because that's I think that's besides them being screwed over by terrain and stuff. Consistency is like the, your biggest downfall. Yeah. On knights, and while we, we haven't talked, we haven't talked about, and I'm curious, the whole knight force force org. Yeah. Like in the sense of, so they're all lords of war, I suppose. Um, and then, and I get that from using them as a auxiliary, so they soup into other armies. But within themselves, how do we feel about that? Like, I mean, to me, the close combat guys, the guy, the is it the paladins yeah. that have the chainsaw and the fist. Um, giving them something like putting them into the faster tap roll and giving them an extra two or three inches on the movement. Uh, you can kind of do that already with the land strider warlord trait. That's what I'm saying. Rather yeah. than being a warlord trait, do we start categorizing the knights and actually putting them in boxes? So you have like a five knights and you go, right, I'm going to pay 10 points or 20 points or 50 points to make this one better as a melee knight. I'm going to pay 10 to 50 points to make this one better as a ranged knight. Yeah. Like like um, the, like Dan mentioned earlier with the, the upgrade points for the obsec thing, you'd pay points to make a knight a specialist in one area. Yes. Maybe, I mean, they in a way they already have that, right? Like uh, the the Night Crusader already yeah. has better weapon skill, yeah, yeah. which is huge, as the the only melee knight. Um, is it? I keep I keep saying a Crusader. Something tells me I'm wrong, and I think the Crusader is the one that has the double guns. There's the Warden, the Paladin, the Crusader, the Castigate, uh, Castellan. Um, I can't remember. Uh, this is good. Gallant. It? Um, it's the gallant, the, isn't it? The gallant. That's the knight gallant. gallant. He's yeah, the melee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He's the, the fist and sword. One. Yeah. Yeah. So he he already has a better uh, better yeah. weapon skill. And he's cheap. 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 Yeah. 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 So they already kind of have that. I don't know. Um, like I said, I think they're fine. They just need little tweaks. They, the biggest problem that the army has, besides. Uh, terrain. So I, I don't know if like destroying terrain is the right way to go because yeah. something tells me people will Rage. find weird ways to abuse it. Um, I mean, knights already are now. They're really hard to soup into other armies. Yeah. Well, they've made them slightly cheaper to soup in. Only one CP for an auxiliary if they share the same keywords. Yeah. Um. But, I mean. Do they still get their household traits and everything, and no. the household benefits? You, you, need, you need a full, you, you yeah. need a full detachment. That's the problem. That. See, why would you take a knight for one CP well, if you're not getting the household? I'll tell you why. A long time ago, in eighth edition, knight weapons were the tits. <laughs> like the power creep that happened between eighth and ninth, right? 
night weapons are just not that amazing anymore. No. So there is there is no, and they're not as tanky as they used to be, right? Because again, the 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 power creep in weapons, everything's getting more damage. Everything's getting more AP. Yeah. Knights are not as not the bulwarks that they used to be right i mean do you remember how much shooting you had to do to yeah. take out a fucking castellan in eighth edition especially at the start yeah like that thing was just shit hellfire like and two fury up save, on every four up in yeah. uh three up save four up in uh you could give it uh, sainted iron yeah. couldn't you for plus one to save did that it might not have existed yeah, but... back then i can't remember no, i think it did but i don't think you would pick that because you would no, just yeah, pick yeah. the the baseline four up in Vaughn, uh and maybe give it like the five up in Vaughn in melee yeah and then use the thing to bring it up down to like a three up in Vaughn, which was that was busted yeah that was but even 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 past that right let's ignore the i think we can all agree that three up in Vaughn knights was a was a mistake yeah yeah but <laughs> knights are just too squishy i think at the moment yeah 100%. especially with just some of the weapons that some factions have but... like melters have gone up and they're pretty fucking scary yeah. uh, a lot of armies have like crazy plus one to wound rolls and i mean like salamanders i think like salamanders with melters just chew through knights right yeah. anything that receptors. has yeah there's there's a lot of things that can shoot a, a knight down yeah uh not to mention in melee this group exactly right? yeah sure it's it's toughness eight three up but that's it. It's a three up. It, that's it. You got nothing else. You yeah. got three up how, in How would you uh, make them more durable without giving them that three up in Would you give them minus one to damage, like dreadnoughts? I wouldn't. I wouldn't give them. Um, I wouldn't give them. Uh, the invuln. I think them being a baseline five up invuln is fine. Maybe ex extends. Either extend the invuln to melee. Yeah. Or give them something like knights do, which is um, minus one damage yeah. in melee or something like that. But yeah, it's just weapons are, are very strong right now, and they get shafted by weapons. Just the sheer amount of weapons that do two damage now, it's pretty scary, right? It's just, you'll just chip away at them pretty easily. There's a lot of reliable anti-vehicle killing right now. And with the just... new Orc 9th edition codex, they're plus one to wound against any monster vehicle and shit like that yeah stuff like that there's a lot of yeah. a lot of ways and that's just like, shitty yeah. boys isn't it yeah and that's that's what i mean like orcs would just tear through a, <laughs> yeah. a knight like, which makes scary very fast. little sense for a 10-man yeah. squab of knobs if if you <laughs> squab of knobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the the squabs would definitely fuck them up like yeah. if they get a charge in, it's it's bad times. Yeah. So what about if some kind of feel no pain, or was that too, was that too much? Um, as much as I love feel no pain and the the way old Death Guard used to play, yeah. uh, in in eighth, feel no pain just drags the game on too yeah. long. I mean, I love it, I love it, but I think I'm I'm coming around to the the way of just going. You know what? Maybe don't give everything feel no pain. Um. I think minus one damage is in it's a, a good amount solution. of scenarios these days. It's a quicker solution, but I think it's, to be honest, it's stronger, especially in the current meta with so many damage to yeah. weapon. 
Minus one to damage is hella good. It makes Dreadnoughts just at that moment much more infuriating to remove from the board. Mm. And from what yeah. I've heard people playing Orcs, a lot of people are obviously playing um, a lot more buggies, trucks, and stuff. The Ramshackle rule is a real problem <laughs> for people dealing with these yeah. like really fast little vehicles. So the minus one is a strong passive that doesn't appear to be that amazing at first glance but over the course of a game it it, it, it soaks yeah. a lot of damage it really i was gonna say so could you not for nights maybe he's it knock that up a dodge and say because he used to have those refractor field shield face and things didn't you where they had a they had a really good save on one on facing value and I'm not saying bring anything like that back, but I suppose to kind of do it a ninth edition way. How would you feel about maybe something along the lines of at the start of every turn or the start of your opponent's turn, it's D3, minus D3 damage across the army? Um. I think that would be a bit, a bit powerful. Like having minus three damage yeah. on stuff is, uh, you you luck out on that. All of a sudden, your opponent's melters are going to be nothing. Worthless, yeah. Um, I don't. Again, I think I think like Nathan said, knights are just on the cusp of that balance. Yeah. I would be very happy with the knight codex. I know it's a bit of a cop out, but I'd be pretty happy with. Uh, not the knight codexes having just the, the little things added to them i think if they f there's a lot of things wrong with knights right like the way how in ninth edition you can't like all the pre-battle stratagems have to de be declared before you see your opponent yeah. and stuff yeah so one of the big advantages that chaos knights had was they have a lot of these very specific stratagems uh, and warlord traits uh, warlord traits specifically that's that's the change isn't it you you have to pick your warlord traits yeah. and relics before before the game so knights had a lot of warlord traits and relics that were very good against very specific things right mm -hmm. so you could tailor your you, you know you, you keep those slots open and you could change your army a little bit depending on who your opponent was and that was really fucking cool for chaos knights and they removed that which is a big shame so I'd really? like to see that back. Yeah, you can't do that now anymore. You, uh, all your warlords and stuff have to be declared before you see your opponent's army. Mm. So you can't you can't change them from from a game to game uh, game to game scenario, which is something you could do in Eighth Edition. Yeah. So that'd be cool to come back. But in lieu of that, let's say you know, fine, fuck it. You can't you can't select your warlord traits beforehand. A lot of their warlord traits are just shit. Yep. And <laughs> so are their. Uh, a lot of their warlord traits are bad. A lot of their relics are bad. So I think a, 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 some better warlord traits and relics. And yeah, just little tweaks to like their survivability a bit. Yeah, just quality of life. That's what I would like to see ultimately is little changes. I don't. I think they're in a. There were cool ideas that the way they've went about how knights work. I think it's fine. They just need a little little push to bring them into ninth edition, and for them to work a bit better in ninth edition. I don't want any. I don't think a sweeping changes to how they work is um, 
is the way to go, especially yeah. with how Games Workshop are writing rules now and they're doing all sorts of weird shit. I don't think knights need lots of layers of no. like weird rules and stuff like that. There's I think enough, they should be... There's yeah, enough Karen. data from how they play to improve upon. And mm. I think it would be a mistake to throw away all of that data and start again with a huge sweeping codex that starts from scratch. I understand there's some yeah. armies that benefit from this fresh start codex like orcs, but knights are not it. No, but again, they're such a peculiar army, right? Such a weird army in terms of how they operate. Uh, and I think they got it right. I think the first time around in ninth, uh, in 8th edition, they got it right. I, I love their codexes. Uh, especially Imperial Knights. I think Imperial Knights were had a cooler codex. The Chaos one was clearly thrown together on yeah. on haste. Um, if you look at it, I don't know if you've seen the actual hardback, so the actual book. It's tiny. The Chaos Knights one is is minuscule in comparison, just because they don't have like that many the interesting things to going say about for them. them yeah. Um, and yeah, they they kind of. Uh, compressed the the data sheets right so instead of having a different different nights for all the loadouts they just go here's a despoiler you can have whatever you want on him hmm. oh one They're thing just a bit more... you've just kind of reminded me now this is this is something i didn't write down i haven't noted down before but it's just occurred to me in the head it's funny now dan will probably say this is a terrible fucking idea do not allow this this will break the game so in sigma right, on in Sigmar, the giants have a, an ability called Get Off Me Land, and they can literally kick an objective marker forwards by, like, D6 or 2D6 inches or something. Oh, they they can move the marker yes. itself. Ooh, if no. They, they, <laughs> they're allowed to do it, but they don't have to do it. That's, um, that would be interesting. I don't know. I think if if you do that, people will be pissed. If you start moving <laughs> yeah. the objective it's markers. It's hilarious. I watched. You start playing. You start playing football with the objective markers. Yeah. Just pass it down to your other knights and stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, as as hilarious as that would be. Um... You, I can absolutely see a scenario <laughs> where a knight player ends up with like four of the six objectives oh, like yeah. in his deployment zone <laughs> ah, that's, all the knights yeah, see this is the thing you're not allowed see in sigma you're not allowed to kick it towards your deployment zone it has to be towards your opponent's deployment zone oh, that's fucking terrible then why would you bother because <laughs> you you literally you send all of your 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 big monster ogre, ogres or whatever they're called forwards you surge them sure. forwards because they want to be in engagement range because when they're engagement range they get buffs so the whole idea is that they kick their own objective markers forwards sure just to force their just army to force to... their army yeah. so that you can go into engagement you can start beating people up in melee you can get into the midboard without having to worry about keeping stuff back yeah it's um uh, it's an interesting idea again it depends how like I think more Puritans of the rule book would be oh, like, yeah, yeah. this is a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying. I, there's uh, what what do you call it? There's there's precedent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could. Let's be do it. <laughs> could be interesting. I don't know about moving like. Um, I don't know about moving the objective marker. How about kicking on, people. On the, 
Yeah, on the same vein, <laughs> like maybe pushing like opponents back. I don't know. I think that 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 would that that could cause some some weird issues. Isn't there a night strap where the one with the big power claw yes picks vehicles up and chucks them across the battlefield? Yeah. yeah, but that's only after they like Destroy after them. they destroyed it. Ah, okay. It's vehicles, right? Or is it, is it any vehicles? Or is it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was vehicles. Yeah, pretty sure it had to be a vehicle or monster. Yeah, and it was—it's a fine stratagem, right? It was okay. It just was basically a few extra mortals. Yeah, it was mortals, nothing. Yeah. Um, nothing. Nothing groundbreaking. Yeah, but again. Because of the power creep in ninth edition, a lot of these stratagems are even less impressive. Yeah. Even the stomp, I'm sure there's a stomp stratagem, which is like you do mortal wounds, except it only goes off on a four. Like you spend a CP to use a stratagem, but you can't actually the, the stratagem. You still have to roll a four plus for it to happen in the first place. It's weird. Um, no, I didn't like it, but anyway. Um, oh, are you talking about Thunderstomp? Yeah. Um, yeah, it only works against infantry as well. Yep. And it's, yeah, uh, on a four up, it's D3 more wounds. Ooh. It's whatever. Again, when everything's going up to two wounds and stuff, right? Yeah. So, oh, wow, you maybe kill a dude. Maybe. It's like, oh, I'm, I might have a chance of killing a space marine. You maybe. <laughs> 50 50 again it's one one cp after doing a stomp eh. yeah again it's it's so minuscule and knights are already pretty like hard done on cp yeah that's true uh, because you kind of want to give your a lot of your knights warlord traits and, and relics, uh, relics. Yeah. so you you start off on on pretty low uh but yeah, if you look, like I'm just looking, I'm scrolling through all the chaos, chaos knights. They have um, the auto explode stratagem, which is possibly one of their strongest. Yeah, but it's just like a lot of them, right? A lot of these stratagems were the cool ones they could choose before battle, right? Yes. Stuff like yeah. vow carnage, vow dominance, vow the beast slayer. Those are cool, right? Because you go, ah, my opponent has, uh, you know, a hundred guardsmen. Oh. Let's go carnage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And they're, they're pretty dope. Like the Death Watch traits. Kind of, yeah. It's like a specialist stratagem versus certain armies. Only with the yeah. knights, it's a bit more open ended. Yeah. I think. What, oh, there you go. This is something that I think I don't even think you mentioned, Nathan, because it's not really mentioned very often, uh, because it's just kind of ignored even by knight players. Um, and I didn't see on your discussion points. Free blades. Oh yeah, what do they even do? So how free blades work is instead of your giving your knight um, putting it as part of a household, you you make it a free blade, and you basically roll for like bonuses. Okay. Or you either you either pick bonuses. No, sorry, you don't roll. I'm a I'm a liar. You either pick two benefits and a drawback. Yeah. Or just one benefit, I believe. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And Chaos Knights get the same thing. They have like a pact, yeah. don't they? Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. So that was always just a really bizarre option to me. I I get where it was coming from. Does anyone use them? Very rarely. Very very rarely. 
Um, I think some of the Chaos players used to use them. But... Are they not I a think... stronger stronger option for the soup? Uh, I don't... I think the soups do... Again, because you had weird drawbacks, nobody bothered. Mm. And the benefits were never that... Um, Egregious, yeah. That amazing. So, Dan, how what, how would you like to see free bids in the new Codex? I don't want to see them in the new Codex. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't. I'm I'm perfectly fine. I think with them going and giving more options to the households themselves. Yeah, right. I get where they're coming home uh, from with the free blades is a very cool thematic option, right? So you got your your lone lone adventurer hero going out and kicking ass and taking names. Cool idea. Uh, it sucks shit on the battlefield. It, it's like, unless you make them really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the uh, greater exalted demons. I mean, that's that's a whole other... Um, that's a whole other thing. I don't know if I would compare it to, to an exalted demon. Maybe. Or you mean like making them just really beefy? Yeah. If they're not going to get a trade... <laughs> Because they're souped in. Just give them like this one bananas rule so that they're a yeah, valid addition. Yeah, what? Just for souping them in? Yeah. Maybe that's what three are for, isn't it? It's for souping it. Well, should be. We out of, we out of left field, but something like um, a victor of a thousand battles, free blades get preferred enemy. Maybe. It could be interesting. Um, they could do they could do stuff with it. Um, I think my the way I was looking at it is instead of just having basically this other because basically free blades right now are this really weird sub faction. Yeah. Right. Mm. But it's not really it's just really weirdly implemented because you can have them you can still have them as part of your detachments, but it's a free blade, so it's it's really weird. Yeah. It's I think I'd rather just see more support for the households. Like instead of making spending the codex pages on weird rules, I'd rather just see more cool stratagems and more low traits and stuff like that for the actual households. Because right now the households is just not that impressive. Yeah. Like again, I'm talking more from the chaos side of things, but Imperial is, is pretty much the same. Like each household gets a warlord trait, a relic, and a stratagem. Yeah, 80% of all of those are oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, basically for Chaos, people just play, so as a, they just play House Herpetrax. Herpet, yeah. The, the Herpeder House, because Herpes, of yeah. its, um, wait, no, it's not uh, Herpetrax, is it? It's, fuck, what's it called? Uh, is the one where it's extra attacks? Right. Um, Vetrix. Is it Vetrix? I think it might be. Uh, no. Uh, no. Why can't I find it? Or is it the custom ones? You see, I haven't played Knights in so long that they're not even. Oh, worth, they can add. Uh... Oh no, that's heroically intervention. Hold on, let me look at my Knights list. This is terrible. I should know this stuff. So Hepatrix uh, is the one that we usually use where it's plus two to wounds. 
Herpetrax. That's oh, no, sorry. Um, yeah, it's House Herpetrax that you use. Um, um, th- uh, what I was thinking of is the... Um, which side you cho- choose, right? It's yeah. whether it's... Um, the... What they called? The... Yeah, they get the demonic houses or the... Yeah, yeah, they get the, the the demonic ones or the cool ones. Yeah. So what does it actually do? Um, you get extra attack on the charge. Conquerors without mercy. Yeah. When a model with this ambition, that's the one. When a model with this ambition makes a makes a charge move, was charged or performs heroic intervention, add one to the model's attacks until end of turn, and one extra AP for melee weapons. Yeah, not bad. Blood yeah, <laughs> it's real. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's weird how every custom melee chapter rule for various armies is just a copy paste of Blood Angels. Kind of like Admin's, uh, yeah, Admex. Um, uh, fuck, what what was it? Riser. Riser. It's literally they're just yeah. Blood Angel rules. It's weird. Yeah. So they, there you go. I I remember now. So you got two the two branches of household yeah. households. You got uh, iconoclast. So it. if you pick Iconoclast, all Iconoclasts get one bonus, and then you get the sub-bonus of your actual house. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Infernal Households, which I think the bonus was kind of dog shit, um, and nobody nobody picked them. Yeah. I forgot. Let's have a look. What, what is their bonus? Mm. Um, they get... Is it a bo- it's not... Uh... So what I'd like to see, yes, nothing. Just while Dan's looking that up, from from the Chaos Knight side of things, I really do think they should be able to get gain marks of Chaos. Yeah, we spoke about this earlier. Yeah. Oh, did I miss that? I'm sorry, I did drop out a couple of times when I was driving home. All right, so, go yeah. ahead. So no, no, I'm just that, just that in itself. I think I think it would be really nice if the Chaos Knights got. Mark the option to do Mark of Chaos, so Mark of Nurgle, Mark of Zinch, Mark Corn. All oh, right, sure, yeah, yeah, I see. Mark Slanesh. Um, That'd be cool. I wouldn't mind them going, yeah, more on the sort of aligning with a specific god would definitely be. Uh, I, I, I'd be down for that. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know how you would sort of balance it. Which yeah. way to go? Like, I, I think we we spoke about it a bit. So either do we, you make it like a little bonus for the whole army? Mm. Or do you do it more on a night by night basis? I think maybe a night by night basis could be cool, yeah. right? Maybe that's. Well, there you go. Like so I hate I hate this because it kind of goes against what you were saying for five minutes. But I mean, in a way, and obviously it is up to the guys to make it work at GW. But I don't. I genuinely I don't think they will get rid of free blades just because they've already invested so much law yeah. and rules into it. So maybe. On the chaos side of things, you have your houses, and then you have the equivalent of free blades, and the equivalent of free blades get the marks. Yeah. So then you could run yeah. an army of mark of chaos knights, whether it be one of each, which you know you might want to do, or, or you could just run an army wide. Yeah, that that segues cool. nicely onto the final thing I wanted to bring up was obviously in every ninth edition codex. Um, not Codex, sorry, sort of the additions, the Shar- Warzone Sharadon. Um, everyone's getting a, an army of renown. 
Mm. Um, and my my question, my last question, will be: what, Where do you think they should or could go with an army of renown for knights? Because it's it's a very limited faction. Yeah, I mean they've already got one for for knights, haven't they? For imperial knights. Uh, was it part the second book had knights in it? Right. I have no idea. I think the second book had the had knights in it. I'm personally, I don't know how I feel about armies of renown. It's it's an interesting option, but I. I mean the the, the Skatari one is seems to be very popular. Well, that's the problem. Is I th they're really hard to balance because yeah, what we... happens is if they're good, that means literally almost every army is gonna look exactly the same. If it's bad, nobody gives a shit about it, and it gets oh annoyed. fuck, you're right. It already exists. Yeah, yeah. Imperial okay. Knights already got their so their, their army, their of, army renown. of renown. Is literally ass. they all have to be free blades. Yeah, it's success. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. So that was their idea of balancing free blades, wasn't it? Just make it yeah. free blades are an army of renown. Um, it sucks and nobody cares about it. Every free no. blade can have qualities and burdens, right? Okay. Yes. And uh, one can be a legendary knight. Plus one leadership. What? Why? Why would you give a knight plus one leadership? Does that have an effect on anything? Nope. Um, Not really. I mean, is there a single unit? They either break or they don't? Oh, against, okay. Against Drakari, maybe. Yeah. But... So, so the legendary knight gets plus one to its leadership because of some reason, and it also gets to specifically select two qualities and one burden. That's it. That's what your army renown gets Ooh. you: leadership and 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 to choose burdens. Wow. Yeah, it ain't it ain't great. I'm looking at their warlord trait and their relic, and I'm not impressed. It's a fancy chainsword, basically. See, I would say for an army of renown. But it goes back to Dan's point about everybody. If it's really good, everybody just takes it. Yeah. And an army of renown gets and gets the ability to I don't know claim back a CP per action. Yeah. So what what that means, you know, with the it gets to pick two things. It basically so currently how it works is you pick one buff, one debuff, or yeah. you can roll for two buffs and one debuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in the army of renown, you get to specifically select two good and one bad. Right. Mm. Okay, like yes, it's very. But how, so how do we move that one forward? Get rid of it. We're saying that's meh. <laughs> Get rid of it. You don't want your army of renown to be free blades, and if you do make them free blades, if it's got to be free blades, uh, give give it. Right, so uh, it's got to have four the... four knights, and they've all got to choose one mark of chaos each. Yeah, their their leadership does affect something, and their leadership was to do with these free blades. So like the chaos, their for for the chaos. Uh, guys, they're called um, they're called dread blades. Yeah, and they're called pacts and damnations. Yeah, right. So basically, at uh, the start of each turn, um, you you roll for like you do you was it you roll two d six I believe, mm -hmm. uh, and if the result is like less than its leadership, um, you get was it or if it's basically if you fail the roll, the damnation applies. Otherwise, uh, it doesn't. Okay. So the leadership plus one kind of makes a little bit of difference to that. Yeah, so it makes it okay easier Less to um, yeah. yeah. It's harder for harder for the next to 
big effect. Yeah, yeah but the, the damnation is just kind of suck. They're all pretty harsh. It's like, mm. oh, it's Forsaken. Oh, your guy can't be affected by stratagems. What? Oh, your guy fights last. Okay. Uh, your model can't, f like, fall back, and his ballistic skill is a six up. It fucking sucks. It does seem a bit extreme. Look at this. While this damnation applies, roll 1d6 at the end of each phase in which this model lost any wounds. On a 4+, plus, this model loses one additional wound. It's just <laughs> like... And that's probably the one that you're going to pick, because yeah. it's the less the least, like, painful. least painful. But it's just... Yeah, a lot of them kind of suck. Yeah. yeah. Just quickly, and again, I'm sorry to go backwards. Yeah, go for it. Um, do knights always fight first? No. Only if no. they charge. Same same as their armies. They have some... Um, they, they might have some, some rules and stratagems to get fight first. Like, I think um, Chaos Knights have one. In fact, I know because it's part of my army. I think it's called... Um, was like Quicksilver, Quicksilver yeah. Sash of Slanesh or whatever, which lets him uh, attack first. Do we think going forward in the new Codex, then that might be a way to buff them without breaking them, or would that be too broken? What, as an army rule fight first? That would be yeah. a bit broken. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Like, fight first is pretty eh. Fight first um, just puts knights, you in the same pool as charges. Knights, knights don't need it. They no. don't need fight first because uh, knights, as as an army wide rule, well, not army wide. The big knights at least do. Uh, the big knights can retreat. Uh, then they can fall back and charge anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they will fight first in the phases they wouldn't be able to anyway. So it's it's not a biggie. If you make them to always fight first, even in the charge phase, that would be broken. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that is all of my uh, all of my notes completed. So I think we've uh, this has actually been a, a heck of a lot more uh, organized. We've 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 talked about it to death. We've come up with some fairly yeah. reasonable things, and all in in good time. Only an hour and twenty ish minutes. Yeah, it's uh, pretty yeah. good. So, Tell you yeah. every 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 episode's going to get more professional, Nathan. That's the promise. <laughs> only only up cool. from from last time. That's it. Bit by bit, we'll uh, we'll get better. We'll get there. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Absolutely. we uh, hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this and hearing us ramble on. We would uh, very much like to hear your thoughts in the comments section below. Um, hit us up. I'm I'm always happy to reply to comments um, on all of our videos. And um, just in terms of next week on the same night theme, um, we've got Ooh. Dan and James here playing a Imperial Knights versus Chaos Knights next Thursday at seven p.m. Live streamed again as usual. Um, yes. It'll be very very interesting game i think yes a titanic <laughs> brawl for the ages it's just gonna be a fucking mess isn't it a hot be awesome. metally mess it'll be great it'll of course it'll be, it will uh, it'll be entertaining possibly not i was gonna say if anything it promises to be entertaining yeah exactly i mean who doesn't want to see big robots tear chunks from each you other you say like, that but statistically is... uh night battle reports get less views than any other i'm not surprised I'm not surprised. I think knights are just they're a skew army, they're dude. Either people either army, yeah. yeah, either people love them or hate them. I'm I'm on the love side. I I love them so much. They I think they're some of the coolest models. Mm. I, I think they got some of the nicest models in the whole range. They look cool. Um, are they great? They're okay. 
Um, I think they're very fun to play personally. I enjoy playing armies that have very few model counts. So every model just feels that much more important and cool. Yeah. I think at one point before Custodies, point point for pound, the one of the, the, the one of the cheapest armies to put together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, um, sure. I just feel sorry for them. I think that after they had yeah. their heyday in eighth, they got a lot of hate and got absolutely shit on by Games Workshop because they were terrified of them ever being that good again yeah i don't think they got shot on by games workshop i think i think they were fine after the nerfs i think they were in a good spot yeah it's just ninth ninth absolutely ruined them i think but i think that was just an oversight yeah. on games workshop they completely forgot about knights i think as uh, as an army and how they play i think they fell into the same me and nathan were talking about this last week they kind of fell into that same bracket as the bane blade yeah yeah, you know, yeah. an awesome, an awesome model, or the bit in the Bane Blade variants, obviously, no, an awesome model that just all of a sudden, you know, like you say, just fell by the wayside, and it's a shame because it's, it's the, the it's iconic. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, thank you. It that's is. the word I was it's looking for. It's very it iconic. Yeah. And so are the knights, and that's the thing we want. I think everybody would agree when we say we want to see these yeah. iconic vehicles and monstrous creatures yeah. back i want to see great and clean um, ones on the table i want to see knights on the table i want to see yeah. bane blades on the table you know what's i want to see squiggles on the one? fucking table i'm saying what's the big towel one? Oh, uh fuck a storm surge, storm surge yeah storm surge yeah you want to see those on the table yeah. You know, you want to see your yeah. big gribbly nids on the table absolutely i think i think at the moment just vehicles are kind of bad yeah because of weapon because of general killy profiles yeah yeah just the, i think the, the the i think i might be wrong i might be wrong this way i think it's just because of the power creeping weapons in yeah. general mm. that the range weapons have become so strong even some of the melee weapons have become so strong that like and the ball just comes more right yeah vehicles just get blown and up and they solve that issue with dreadnoughts with the minus one damage. Yeah, I think the minus one damage is definitely the way forwards. Like, I'll be cool. I'd love to see some of the, again, back to iconic units, right? When mm-hmm. was the last time you saw the truly iconic Space Marine vehicles? Where are the Predators? The Rhinos, yeah. right? Okay, sure, Rhinos. Fuck Rhinos. The Land Raiders. Yeah, yeah the Land, Land Raiders. Raiders. Oh, that God. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, Land Raiders and Rhinos are in an awkward spot because they only carry the old marines but who knows maybe they should make them carry primaris i don't know uh but it'll be cool to see those kind of iconic yeah i mean if they give the custodies land raider minus one damage i think i think i might take it could be good be cool transfer because it already has like what 14 wounds yeah it's 14 wounds t8 two up save six up feel no pain um, it can use um, Archaeotech munitions on its four yeah. LAS cannons for reroll damage. Yeah. Yeah. And law wise, this is what I could never get my head around. So, law wise, a Primara Space Marine is pretty much on par, pound for pound, with an actual Custodes? No, it shouldn't be. No? No, no definitely it not. Should, it should not be. No, no. I thought the, custo- the Custodes were always bigger and stronger than a Marine. Yes. They're stronger than the Marine, but they're definitely not on Custodes level. 
Right. Yeah. Um, Primaris you... are a bit bigger. Go. Primaris are a little bit bigger, but custodies are on a whole other level of fucking steroid abuse. So I'm just gonna. So that's what, so that's what I'm saying. So if a, if a if a custodies land raider can fit a custodies in, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What's their Terminator armor called? Um, Alaris. Alaris armor, and I'm right in assuming Alaris armor units can go in a land raider. No. Yes. No. I don't know. Fuck. I've never checked because I've never run one. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, they're equivalent to Terminators, aren't they? Yeah. And Terminators go in a land raider. Let me check. Uh, Venerable land raider. Uh, it can take five Adeptus Custodes infantry. So yes, it can take Terminators and standard Custodes because they're all chunky boys. So you can get, you can manage to cram uh, Custodes in. Alaris Terminator order, yeah. but you that's can't true. fit a Primaris Marine in there. Yeah, that's a good point. If you uh, look at the, the 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 general chat on Discord, you'll see I posted an image comparison of mm. um, Space Marines, Primaris, and then Custodes. Right. Two takes. That should give you a general idea. They're taller than normal Marines, but they're no, not quite as big as Custodes. But on the tabletop, the Custodes model is the same size as a Primaris, which is sad. So yeah, so Custodes is bigger than a Primaris. Yeah, so basically what we're saying is Primaris should fit in Land Raiders. Yes. But they never will because they had the opportunity to fix that in the 9th edition Codex of Space Marines. So And the cockpit. Yeah, so get fucked. Basically, <laughs> land raiders suck dick. Uh, enjoy, enjoy having them on your shelf like I have. Anyway, we uh, we tangented from the end of this. We fucking, did. Jesus Christ, for sure. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, they gave him their own version of the land raider, right? the repulsor. Yeah, which I don't know if that's gonna be a polarizing opinion. I think it looks fucking cooler. Yeah, than, than cooler. the land raider. But totally. it's just totally as useless. Not great. Yeah, because. It dies to, to Melter and Plasma and Scepters. Mm. Yeah, that's just vehicles in yeah. general. Yeah. Anyway. It doesn't have an emblem, does it? I'm going to take us home. I'm going to take us home. Yeah, for right, sure. Right drive, yeah. drive off into the sunset. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our, our ramblings for the last half an hour after the actual <laughs> full concept of the video had long since been talked about. Um, it's all good. It's all we'll good. catch you next week on Thursday at 7 p.m. And, uh, yeah, let us know uh, how you thought about this podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. Oh god, I keep forgetting. <laughs> press the button. Send press... us a kissy face. Yeah, I don't know. press the subscribe. Press the bell. I don't know what it does, but it, it it's important. Touch Algorithm. It. Touch it. Algorithms and shit. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Bye.